Welcome to the Simply Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Calandra. Today, I wanted to give an update on the jobs market, which is one of the things that I follow closely and something that really interests me a great deal. To start with, I want to mention, and I've said this before, is that the pandemic profoundly changed this country in ways that we see today and I think we will continue to see over many, many years. And this is across a wide spectrum uh, of our lives. And apparently, one of the ways that the country has changed in the labor market, at least in the early stages of the pandemic and what I would describe as post-pandemic, what occurred early in the pandemic is that millions of Americans left the workforce. There were layoffs. There was a large number of people leaving the workforce because of lack of childcare as schools closed across the country. And others left the workforce because of health fears. And what we've seen in this country is that we have had an amazing economic recovery, a recovery that, in my opinion, highlights the best of the American economy, how dynamic and uh, evolutionary it is, because we changed so much in such a short period of time, pretty remarkable stuff. This recovery has brought the unemployment rate back down to close to where it was just before the pandemic. I'll give you a few numbers. Uh, In February of 2020, right before the pandemic exploded on the scene, the unemployment rate was at 3.5%, which historically, historically, very, very low for this country. It was an impressive uh, era of job creation, driving unemployment rates down very low, getting to 3.5%. Last month, February, or the most recent job report, I should say, February 2022, uh, was job creation was 678,000, a very strong number. The unemployment rate went down to 3.8%, from 4% in January of 2022. Uh, So we went from 3.5% in February of 2020 to 3.8% in February of 2022. But in the interim, uh, the unemployment spiked very high. It was at 14.8% in April of 2020, right at the height, the absolute height of fear in the economy back in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, So we've worked that 14.8% down admirably over these last couple of years. But here's the thing, and this is why I was speaking about profound change, is that as remarkable as this job creation has been since April of 2020, we still have less people in the workforce than we did pre-pandemic. There is a labor shortage in this country. And you can see this anecdotally. You go into most businesses in your town or city and you will see job postings, uh, restaurants, retail. Uh, it's all over the place. Uh, there's a shortage of blue collar jobs, welders, truckers, mechanics, carpenters, electricians, and the like. If you speak to anybody in the technology industry, uh, there is a shortage of coders. Uh, cybersecurity folks, there's shortages up and down the employment uh, ladder. And 
there are some reasons for this, and I got some great research from Goldman Sachs. And one of the things, and I observe this in my work here at Elliott Wealth Management as we help people win with money and make smart decisions, uh, a lot of people have opted to retire early. According to Goldman Sachs, some 800,000 people over the last couple of years have decided to retire early. The expectation is when somebody retires early is that they're not likely to go back into full-time work, although some people do, but by and large, according to Goldman Sachs, that it is sticky and they're likely to stay in retirement. And I'm talking about people that were typically, you know, between 55 and 60 years old. Again, I've seen a lot of that. I think there's more to come. I think there's more to come. Uh, There are... I think studies on this and what I've observed is that a lot of people are pushing their retirement dates earlier as part of their new thinking, largely from everything that occurred in the pandemic. So if somebody had originally wanted to retire at 65, maybe they're looking at 62, that kind of thing. The other thing that um, Goldman Sachs talked about that I wanted to touch on is that Uh, Younger workers have seemingly changed their attitudes about work-life balance, just work in general. And so some people have left the workforce and haven't come back to care for loved ones. Sandwich generation kind of stuff. It could be to care for children, could be to care for aging parents. I think a fair number of people that left the workforce, maybe for one of the original reasons, like layoffs, lack of childcare, or because of health fears, are choosing not to go back to the workforce, or at least choosing not to go back to the workforce yet. And that's contributing to the labor shortage. Uh, There are still a decent amount of people out there in the country that are reluctant to return to the workforce because of COVID concerns and fears about their health. Uh, On the flip side of that same coin, there are some individuals that have been forced out of their jobs because of COVID mandates, especially in, say, the healthcare industry. Now, granted, some of those people could go find other jobs, and I'm sure that happens an awful lot, but it is, I think, at least at the fringe, contributing to driving some people out of the workforce and contributing to this labor shortage. So some of that's COVID-related concerns. People that are either uh, don't want to go to work because they're concerned or people that couldn't go to work because they chose not to do certain things that were mandated either by the government or by their employers. And I think the last of the ones I wanted to mention in terms of younger workers is that a lot of people came out of the pandemic in very good financial shape. Uh, This is due to a lot of different reasons. Uh, The government uh, created a lot of stimulus, PPP loans, stimulus, extended unemployment. Uh, They did a lot of things to try and help the country, right, wrong, or indifferent, get through the difficult period. And a lot of people have done well financially. A lot of people have done very well financially. I know there are others that have struggled mightily, but I think on balance, more people have prospered financially during the pandemic than 
uh, were knocked down by it. And because of that, that financial cushion, I think it's allowing people to uh, stay out of the workforce. Now, will this last? It's a big question. But I think at least for the time being, it's clear that this greater financial cushion, which also is worth mentioning, that part of this is driven by increased wealth. The stock market has done well. The real estate market has done well. And when you add that on top of uh, perhaps the government stimulus, there's a lot of ways that people would have financially built up a bigger cushion that's allowing them to avoid the workforce for the time being. It's a really unusual job market to be sure. And it's something that is going to be important to watch for the economy and the direction of the country because for the economy to continue to grow and prosper, for the uh, country to move ahead, we do need a good supply of talented workers. And we have that in America and we'll continue to have it. But there is there is a disconnect today and it's lasted for a little bit coming out of the pandemic and we'll have to see how long it continues, and how much of this change from the pandemic, people's attitudes as well as other changes, how it plays out in the workforce and in, candidly, in other ways in our life. I think it's very profound and it'll be worth talking about as we move forward. So thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, I appreciate it. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, We want to increase our subscriber base. That's good for me. The show is free, of course. So if you could do that, if you haven't already, and recommend it to someone you think who would find this stuff interesting. I know I'm a geek, but uh, some people do like this stuff. And check out my website, elliotwealth.com. I will be back with you on the next episode of the Simply Financial podcast very soon. Have a great day. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of SagePoint Financial Incorporated and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Please note, the information being provided is strictly as a courtesy. When you link to any of the websites provided here, you are leaving this website. We make no representation as to the completeness or accuracy of the information provided at these websites, nor is the company liable for any direct or indirect technical or system issues or any consequences arising out of your access to your use of third-party technologies websites, information, and programs made available through this website. When you access one of these websites, you are leaving our website and assume total responsibility and risk for your use of the websites you are linking to. Securities and advisory services are offered through SagePoint Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, insurance services offered through Elliott Wealth Management, LLC, not affiliated with SagePoint Financial.